to the Nerd Ascended Podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Chelsea. And this is what we're nerding out about this week. Hi nerds, welcome back to the Nerd Ascended Podcast. Once again, it's been about 500 years. If you don't remember who I am, my name is Chelsea. I make this podcast with my sister Natalie. We talk about nerd and pop culture things. Uh, We have been very sporadic for the past year. And, you know, how many, How long has it been? Five, six months into the I've... pandemic, we are getting our shit together, <laughs> which we thought Trying. when, when, you know, pandemic started and we were going to be home more of the time and we're both working from home. I was like, we're going to finally be on it for podcasts. Like we're going to record every two weeks. We're going to have a schedule. I'm actually going to get it done when I'm supposed to. And then I realized even when you're staying home, like when you're working from home during this pandemic, like no one's super productive. (laughs) No, shocker. Actually, it's the reverse for a lot of people. (laughs) I do know some people who are out there like living their best life or something and like good for you for getting all this stuff done, I guess. But a good portion of us over here are really at the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs right now. And not even feeling like we have safety in our own home. So it's a little difficult to like do anything even remotely productive, let alone creative. And on top of that, every time you think about what we would have been doing episodes on this summer and especially as huge movie people and a lot of the things that have, that we mentioned on our most anticipated of 2020 now don't exist, aren't happening, are delayed by a year or more. It was just a little depressing (laughs) to think about doing an episode. And every time we would think about doing like a, well, let's do an update of when the movies have been delayed, the next week it would be different again. And honestly, even what we are going to mention today, give it two weeks, (laughs) it's going to be different (laughs) again. Yeah, I just, as an introverted person who does like going out for experiences but does like being home I thought I would handle this pandemic and change in life a lot better than I have um not to get like super serious on our podcast that's specifically our escape from the world and how difficult it can be right now but it's been a difficult time I think it's getting well the pandemic in the U.S. isn't getting better, but I think my handling of it is getting better. <laughs> no. I mean, you... as best as it can be. <laughs> yeah. If one of our 3.5 listeners actually happens to live outside of the United <laughs> States, we're not doing so good here, <laughs> in case you haven't <laughs> noticed. We are trying. Well, the two of us and some other people in the United States are trying, but as a country, we are not doing this well and because of that movies have moved around uh i was supposed to go to rose city comic con this year in portland uh in september the last time i went was 2017 and i was freaking stoked like elijah wood was gonna be there ryan was coming with me this time we were gonna have the best nerdy time of my entire little nerdy life And of course, it got canceled. Nothing against Rose City Comic Con. We totally understand. Um, And I think they did the right thing. It's just disappointing. And that happened like a couple months ago. We actually have a lost episode now that I feel like we're a real podcast because we have a recorded episode that will never see the light of day. (laughs) (laughs) We made it. I think talked about that. (laughs) Yeah, it did. It was, I think it was a little bit of like, what we were going to talk about today, but it was also like the, here's an update on movies. And now none of it is like relevant because it's all different again, yeah. but it it is a huge bummer to not be going to Rose City Comic Con this year because I've gone every year since we moved here in 2015. And it's certainly become a tradition at this point. It's a thing I look forward to majorly every year. And, you know, a year from now, things will cross your fingers be a lot different but in some ways you know some changes are going to be permanent some are going to take longer than a year to 
go away again. And so I'm like, gosh, in a year from now, are we going to be allowed to do crowded convention centers and concert halls and stuff like that? Like, I, I hope so. I really do. And, you know, this is all to, to put a little star here that we are, both of us are very, very aware outside the pandemic that there are huge, very important conversations going on. And that's not to like downplay any of that. This is more just our personal experience of being bummed out with, with that getting canceled. But we are also making an effort as part of this podcast to make sure we are covering the full amazing nerd world that's out there doing our part to make sure we're more informed and to cover the kinds of artwork and creativity that are out there from, you know, uh, creators of color and people in minority communities and not just sticking with whatever the white owned male headed studios are producing. So we're certainly trying to do that too. And also having the privilege to be bummed out that we don't get to go to Comic-Con this year. (laughs) Yeah. We've had a lot of conversations between the two of us this summer about how we both want to be better of making sure our nerd world involves people of different colors besides white because the nerd, the nerd world is very expansive. There's so many cool parts of it and a lot of that doesn't come from white creators and if you're not paying attention to what you're doing, it's easy to fall into what the mainstream things is, which is usually by white mm-hmm. men and women. Yes. Um, and- usually straight ones. Mm-hmm. And as the white people ourselves, we have the privilege and luxury to not pay attention if we didn't put effort into doing so. We have the luxury of just falling back into whatever the status quo is and it not really affecting us. So we will continue to make sure we are doing our part to, one, not center ourselves in this conversation and just make sure we're highlighting these the creators that should be highlighted and you know just before we get into the the rest of what we're going to talk about today um i will certainly give one endorsement that i think i did on our last episode so i'll do it on this one too um for stranger comics because the team at stranger comics is a big part of the reason i am so bummed that i'm not going to rose city comic con this year because i met them the first year that I went and I've stopped by their booth every year since they're an independent, um, comics and literature company. And the guy that started it, Sebastian, he is always at the booth. He's done panels in smaller rooms at Rose city. So it's a little bit more of like an intimate experience and they have, um, a series, several series of comics that center around the world of Asunda and they are fan fantastic they are amazing they have um one of the main characters is niobe and in her series of comics amandala sternberg who many people know from uh the hunger games and from a lot of other things she's done since then including the film the hate you give which is a great one um she helped oh i don't want to say helped that's not the right word she was part of the story for this and um, co-wrote much of the, um, the series itself. And there are some versions of the comic artwork that use her as the model for Niobe, which is really cool. And it's a great female led story, um, in her series in particular, it's, uh, all of them are just dark, fun, you know, fantasy comics and, there has been pre-pandemic discussion about some of this coming to HBO in a series, so I hope that is still happening for them. So that is my endorsement. Please, please, please check out Stranger Comics. Um, I think their Instagram handle is just at Stranger Comics and um, support small creators of color. Yes, I have a poster for the Untamed comic signed by the artist that I got in 2017. Rose City Comic Con that I got nicely framed because I'm like, it's just one of those things that you know (laughs) that someday, very soon, I I mean, even for being a small business, they're very big right Mm -hmm. now, but 
they're like on the cusp of becoming extremely mainstream like with the hbo show or just the comics and graphic novels themselves like they're you just know sometimes Mm -hmm. when you like come across something you're like this is about to be a big deal so i feel very lucky that i met that artist and he gave me a little signed poster and every time i look at it i'm like oh i get to say i was one of those cool kids that knew before it was super popular yeah it really does feel like we got in on the ground floor of something that's going to be a huge deal so i really recommend if you're looking for new reading or you just a new world to get into right now definitely check them out they have beautiful hardback edition um collections of the series together that are wonderful coffee table books collector's items because they are going to be a big deal so definitely check them out yeah like i think like watchmen big deal in mm-hmm. terms of comics and graphic novels yes absolutely so now that we've covered a little bit of what we're sad about what we did <laughs> do this summer um one of my original plans this summer was of course to see a whole bunch of movies there was a whole massive list of things that i was very much looking forward to that were supposed to come out in um march through now we talked a lot about in our episodes towards the end of last year about how 2019 was like the ending for several major things and 2020 was like going to be this fresh new thing in a lot of ways because there was lots of new stuff starting, lots of really um, amazing stories that had been around like Star Wars, Game of Thrones, um, the Avengers, all this, it, it had ended. And so 2020 was set to be a, like a pretty big deal in the nerd world. And um, <laughs> the last movie I saw in theaters on March 13th was Onward. I saw it right before they decided to just move it to Disney+. Plus. Um, and since then, there have been a slew of movies that I really wanted to see that keep getting pushed out or have been shelved. And who knows if I'm going to see them. There's been a couple that I was convinced we were never going to see that now have new dates. Um, one, again... I will believe it after I have seen the film and walked out of a theater or, you know, shut off my TV from watching it on there. But supposedly, The New Mutants, the most troubled movie I've ever heard of in my life, is supposed to come out on August 28th. We're recording this August 14th. So in two weeks, if I have actually seen New Mutants, we'll do a we'll podcast a about, about it. podcast about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because if I have actually seen that film... It better, well, first of all, it better be good, this poor film. But we'll do a whole podcast episode about freaking New Mutants if it actually comes out. Um, but also that day, streaming will be Bill and Ted Face the Music. That is for sure happening. Um, so even if that's not a theater experience, I'm glad that's still happening. Mulan, this is one of the biggest ones. Um, back a couple months ago, it was, Mulan is still going to come out July 27th. We're still going to do it. And then it became very apparent. No, that's not happening. Um, so this is going to be the first major release on Disney plus, um, Disney premiere plus or something (laughs) that they're calling it. Uh, (laughs) September 4th, you will be able to get Mulan on there for $30, which does seem pretty pricey. But the idea being that this movie is not coming out to theaters at all. So if you're like a family of four, you would have spent more than that at the movie theater. So paying $30 for something that is supposed to be this blockbuster film maybe isn't so out there. But that's definitely another one that we will be doing a podcast on because we've been talking about that movie for the last two years. Yeah. Right before we started recording, I asked Natalie if she wanted to split the $30. Um, Because as a person who, um, Mulan's not something that's really in Ryan's interest, which is fine. Um, So I'd be watching that one alone. And when I saw the $30, I was like, holy cow, that's a lot for little me. And then I thought about it and I was like, I've been waiting for this movie forever. 
I know the main actress is very controversial and has made some very bad statements. And again, we understand if that's a reason why people don't want to watch it anymore. Um, but the two of us have decided we would still like to support Mulan because it's a all correctly cast cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's directed by a Chinese actor and uh, we still want to give support to a movie that's not been whitewashed, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking like that $30 is so much for just me. But then when I asked Natalie, well, let's, if we just split it, and like you and Kevin watch it and I watch it and I eat popcorn I already have at home, that's about or maybe a little less that $15 of it that I would have spent going to the movie. Yeah. So it's it's all kind of coming out even then. So it's definitely something that we'll probably talk about on this podcast too after we watch that in September. Um it certainly will be an interesting discussion for separating art and artist, and sometimes you can do that and sometimes you can't, and, and that's okay, but we are going to try to do that in this case to make sure that we are supporting the rest of the people that put a lot of work into this. So um, more to come on that. The King's Man, which was always set for September 18th, is still set for September 18th, so <laughs> we'll see. Um, Antebellum with Janelle Monet is now apparently streaming. It's skipping theaters and doing a streaming release September 18th, so that's another one I will definitely be um, watching next month in my house. Wonder Woman is that October. like a... Sorry, is that one uh, streaming similar to Bill and Ted type of streaming? I think so. Just says streaming on my nice little article from CNET. So (laughs) I'm I'm assuming it'll be like Bill and Ted, but that one, I'm glad it didn't get shelved completely because that would have been very sad. Yes. Um, Wonder Woman is October 2nd. And the fact that that one was given a date in October 2nd is the reason a lot of other movies that we're trying to hold on to their original October time slots have since bailed because yeah. uh, they didn't want to be against that. Um, which honestly, I feel like Wonder Woman's going to get pushed to next summer. I do too. We'll see. Not That's- to be like a pessimist and talk about pandemic again, but I don't see our country with how bad we've been handling this being in a good enough spot in October for someone to want to release their big, uh, a blockbuster movie then yeah so it that is definitely an optimistic date i think yeah um, anything in october is optimistic i think <laughs> yeah so if it if it stays cool but i definitely see why nobody else would want their movie to be in october because if people do go to the movie theaters it's probably going to be once it's probably gonna be for something very specific and it's probably gonna be for wonder woman <laughs> so yeah <laughs> We'll see there. Um, Candyman is set for October 16th um, with theaters. I would love for this one to get a theater release. I can honestly see this one becoming a streaming release too. Yeah. Um, and if it does, please support it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Please, um, please. It gets, you see a lot about, oh, it's by Jordan. It's a Jordan Peele movie put out there, which Jordan Peele is fantastic and great. But it's actually he's a he written he wrote it and produced mm-hmm. it, but it's directed by Nia DaCosta, who is a black woman director, and I f- I follow her on social media. She's super super cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and just the stuff she's posted about making this movie, uh, she definitely put her heart and soul into making it, mm-hmm. and even me with my my horror movie problem. I've started working on that so I can see this movie. (laughs) Yes. And we are actually going to try to, I know there's more than just the original Candyman. There's some sequels, but we're going to try to watch the original Candyman before we watch the new one um, and then do a podcast on that too. So it's, I've definitely been looking forward to this one for a very long time. I feel like it was an important movie when they started making it and, and doing a, a refresh of it and I feel like it's even more important now so please if it ends up streaming definitely support it um on November 6th Black Widow is supposedly coming out 
Um, this is again another one of those movies that I'm like, it's gonna become a streaming film. <laughs> like I really don't. Yeah. At this point, with all these other things, I really don't see Disney actually going through with having Black Widow in theaters. Um, I'm guessing. My guess is gonna be if Mulan goes well in September. And we get through September and the movie theaters are still clearly not open that Black Widow is going to end up on Disney Plus too. So we'll see. Um, No Time to Die, James Bond, is set for November 20th, which is the traditional release time frame for James Bond movies anyway. This one was already weird in that it was set for April. Um, Right. So... We'll see. And I guess I should note here with all of these movies, these are the release dates for the United States. The rest of the world is going to get to see these movies. <laughs> yeah. Like Tenet gets an international release uh, because to be totally blunt, other countries handled this a lot better than the United States did. Yes. So movie theaters are more open there. Uh, they're moving forward into normal life more again. And we are just a hot mess. Yes. So No Time <laughs> to Die probably will have an international release at least. Um, U.S., who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in November? I don't see it being that good. No. And this this movie, though, if they do, if November 20th does not work, this would not be a streaming film. They'll push it. No. Um, they will push it till next summer, spring as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Soul, too big. <laughs> yes, it's too big. Soul, which is Pixar's newest one, is now supposed to be November 20th also. Um, so those are the two movies looking to be the Thanksgiving time frame films, which again, we'll see. Um, there's apparently a coming to like the number two America that has always been set for December 18th and is still set for December 18th. Didn't even know that one was happening, honestly. Um, Eternals got bumped for Black Widow to next February. Antlers, which which I didn't even know they filmed that. Yeah. That's another one that I was like, (laughs) I didn't realize we were actually done making this movie. (laughs) I'm excited for that one. Yeah. It has Kumail Nanjiani. Nanjiani in it who I will watch anything that he's in yes so that I'm hoping by February everybody should be in the clear then um antlers which we were talking about just before we started recording is set for February 19th and it is a theater release and I am ecstatic about that because I was kind of afraid when um Disney was postponing things and postponing things that Fox was putting out that they were going to kind of like shelve this thing into the ether. So I'm very glad that is not happening. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife is March 5th. So that's still coming. Uh, F9, if you're still watching the Fast (laughs) and Furious movies, is April 2nd. um, Moved a whole year, almost. It moved a whole year. Um... A Quiet Place Part 2 is now April 23rd, so it has moved more than a year. Um, still looking forward to that one. If you're super into Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Kong has moved from November to May 21st. Um, Spiral, this movie that we talked about a little bit that is a <laughs> rebirth of the Saw franchise with Chris Rock. <laughs> But I'm still like every time I say that I'm like, what is happening? I feel like I have to see it. It has been moved to May 21st. This was another one I thought was not gonna get a release date. And it did. It's May 21st, so it's a full year after it was supposed to come out. Um Venom Let There Be Carnage is coming out June 25th. Again, a movie I didn't even realize we were done filming, and it was supposed to come out in October 2020. And so, it's directed by Andy Serkis. Did you know that? No. I, I can't <laughs> believe I didn't know any of this because I actually, this might be a good thing for our Unpopular Opinions episode I want to do, but I loved Venom. I had a good time with that movie. I have um, not. Well, I still haven't watched it yet. That needs to be on your, your list here. Um, so that one's, that one's coming out in June. Uncharted is now moved to 
July 6th with Tom Holland. I think I did see that they started filming that again. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Jungle Cruise got bumped a full year to July 30th next year. Uh, The Batman was originally set for June next year, and it got bumped a few months to October 1st to make room for all this other stuff. The one that I am, like, inconsolable over, Halloween Kills, was supposed to be out October 16th this year and has moved to October 15th next year. Um, I'm assuming because if October actually does see us getting to go to the movies and stuff again, it didn't want to compete with all this stuff that had to move. Um, right. And this, beyond that, is affecting films all the way into 2027, at the very Which least. Which is crazy. It's crazy to look at this and just what's happened with films moving around, like the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Seven years in the future. It's affected this entire industry. and Yeah. Um this is again another movie series that i was really not convinced was even gonna truly happen was the avatar sequels and i'm still not convinced again yeah (laughs) still not convinced um was supposed to have the next one was supposed to be out christmas 2021 so not till next year anyway and it's now 2022 um because of all this it's got pushback and apparently we will supposed to be we, we're supposed to be seeing Avatar five in twenty twenty eight. So, Goodness. <laughs> if you just that's gonna put me into like an existential spiral thinking about that. Like that's, I'm already there. <laughs> I'm like I'm halfway through the first spiral. <laughs> we're gonna mark it now in twenty twenty eight. We're gonna do a podcast episode about all the Avatar movies <laughs> and talk about this like actually happening. So. There's the movie update as it stands as of August 14th. Our original plans for the summer involved seeing a lot of those movies, and that is yeah. clearly not what happened. Um, it's crazy how many movies on here should I should have already, already seen, seen, like Jungle Cruise, and even though I don't have interest in it, Top Gun, like the 30-year sequel should have already happened. Yeah. And now it's not until next summer. Yeah, it's... It is just bizarre. It's all very bizarre. And so... Yeah, this weird spiral movie with Chris Rock. We should have already seen Samuel it. Samuel L. Jackson. It should have happened already. We should have already still, seen Candyman. Yeah, I should have watched both already. And we're still trying to hype me up to watch the original. <laughs> we should have already seen Soul and Mulan and Black Widow and Wonder Woman. It just it is crazy. And Ghostbusters, like there's all these that should have already been out. But since we didn't have any of that to do, I didn't get to take my trip to Puerto Vallarta this year. I didn't get to go to Vegas like we do every year for a week. So instead, we had to find some other things in between having existential crises and just trying to function. We had to find some things to fill our time. So... To kick things off, Chelsea, what the heck have you been doing this summer? <laughs> so while we have not been doing our normal plans or doing our normal recording like I thought I was going to be able to do, uh, I started taking really long walks most days after work. Um, I don't miss my commute, but the only thing I miss about having a commute was it was like this separation between work time and home time and so I started taking walks in that time I normally would have been sitting in my car in Denver traffic and on those walks I started listening to a podcast called the left right game which I recently finished and was super great um it's a podcast I highly recommend it's by Q code who makes like that's all they they make podcasts (laughs) they make like audio story podcasts so it's a fictional story um, it's not like a, a typical podcast like ours of people talking nonfiction. And I would just go on long walks and listen to this podcast. Uh, it stars Tessa Thompson, who also produced it, which is really cool. I've noticed um, they have pretty 
fairly big uh, stars for each of their stories. Like there's one with Demi Moore. Uh, the first Q Code one I listened to starred Mark Fishbach, who's Markiplier, and they usually also produce it. So they're not just a voice. They're just, they're also like uh, fully in the process. And the interesting thing about this podcast is it's based off a story that was originally posted to the subreddit No Sleep, which I don't frequent too much because I'm like, I will definitely click on the one story that will actually cause me no sleep. Um, and I had to go into that subreddit to understand the end of this story because I got to the end of the podcast and I was like, wait, what just happened? So I had to read the original, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, I've spent a lot of time just going on walks through my neighborhood listening to that podcast and I highly recommend it. Uh, it's a, a horror podcast, but uh, it's good for people like me who you kind of hesitate at horror and you don't know if it's going to keep you up at night. Um, it's spooky, but you still get some sleep. Like it doesn't keep you up at night. It doesn't, it didn't give me weird dreams. Uh, but yeah, I've spent a lot of time doing that. It's over now. So I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> what do I do with myself now? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just really cool to see a story that was originally posted on a subreddit. Um, obviously that author hopefully you know got some credit got some royalties for their story because it got turned into a a mainstream media podcast yeah i have not listened to that yet but i've definitely over the last few weeks already been in the mood for like spooky season which to me should just be year-round anyway but <laughs> uh the fred meyer here has the Halloween candy out as of last week and the spirit Halloween store is open near me, which, um, this is about the time frame it was starting to happen, you know, like last year and the, a couple years before that too. But I really feel like everyone this year is like, eh, let's just skip to the holiday stuff. Like let's get this year out the door, man, you know, and like, let's just get to <laughs> yeah. Halloween and all Push that. It out. So I'm, I'm totally on board with all of that. So I've actually been something I've been doing is binge watching a lot of like shows, like a lot of reality shows, honestly, that I've watched before. <laughs> and, um, I, I, I will now fully admit I've been watching old seasons of the bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not at this point? I, I got at the beginning of the pandemic, I got the Pluto TV app, which I frequently tell Chelsea to get. I'll tell everyone else Get the Pluto app, TV app. If you would like to sponsor this podcast, Pluto TV, please do. Because <laughs> I watched, you. <laughs> yes, I've watched you grow over the last few months. And the fact that there's a thing that is 100% free that exists where I can watch Supermarket Sweep, The Mari Show, American Gladiator, and Kitchen Nightmares, and Forensic Files, and Cold Case Files, and Unsolved Mysteries, and Twilight Zone. Like, I could just keep going and going here. It's amazing. I love it. So I had been watching the Hell's Kitchen channel and binge watching Kitchen Nightmares repeatedly. And there's also a channel on YouTube that has a ton of full episodes of Kitchen Nightmares. So I've been watching a lot of good old Gordon Ramsay. And then I got the Travel Channel app and I have been doing a bunch of um, the, the spooky shows on there that are, you know, like completely ridiculous. I love them so much. Um, in particular, I've been watching Haunted Hospital a lot because it is just so bizarre. Um, there's also a show on there called Portal to Hell, which features Jack Osborne as a paranormal <laughs> investigator. I remember that show, actually. <laughs> I, I had not seen it before, but I, I'm enjoying it. There's also Ghost Adventures, if you need to get your Zach Bagan fix on there. Um, the episode from that was filmed in our hometown and features our friend Caitlin is not on the Travel Channel app, as far as I can tell. Cause I was going to watch that one. Um, but I did watch an episode of that today that featured them doing an exorcism on this guy. And it was, it was pretty ridiculous over the top. And yeah. So if that is your kind of thing, definitely recommend the travel channel app and you can get started on some spooky binge watching already. Uh, something I've been doing that hasn't been spooky at all, but in our, actually in our lost app episode, I talked about how I loved this podcast called Dope Labs 
and it had been gone for about a year and I was very concerned that it was never going to come back. And right after we recorded that, like three days after, they started a new season. Oh, hey, they came uh, back too. Yeah, they did. Uh, Dope Labs, I think it's made by Spotify, so it might be exclusively on Spotify uh, for a podcast. And it's just a super great podcast. It's hosted by two best friends who are scientists, and they every episode is just the science of something. And it can be things you expect to be sciencey, like I think they did one on coronavirus, maybe. No, maybe that's wrong. Uh, they do things like disease or viruses, how those work, how they spread, stuff like that. And then like the one I just listened to, it's about friendship. So it's like, it's focused on how there's science in everything. That's cool. Um, even if you don't realize there's a, a scientific background that can be explored and studied. Now the friendship one is super good. They have one on fireworks in the current season. Uh, this is their third season. It's a really great podcast. Uh, it's just it's just a really great way if you're interested in science, whether you come from a science background, you studied something sciencey, or you didn't. Like I studied English, and I love it. It's kind of like watching MythBusters. Oh, that's where cool. you can learn something, and it's also highly entertaining at the same time. And they make sure they put everything like in a package that you can understand no matter what your science background is. Oh, that's cool. I have not listened to that one either, but it does sound like something Kevin would really like too. So I'll definitely have to check that one out too. Um, On the very entertaining, but I'm not learning a damn thing from it front. (laughs) Like that. (laughs) Unlike that is we did in fact start watching what we do in the shadows. So it's the most exciting thing that's happened to me yeah. in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched the the original movie, of course, and then we've watched most of the TV show. We have a couple episodes to finish. But I think um, especially because our puppy, Renly, is constantly running into things, attacking cats. Or he's not attacking. He's trying to play with them. <laughs> um, running into stuff, falling over. Like it, It's like 80,000 times a day that I find myself going, careful, Guillermo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that out of all things we picked up but just oh, that I episode, love Nandor but just when he's telling Guillermo to be careful because you wouldn't like it if a spider shook your house would you Guillermo <laughs> it's just it's just such stupid amazing fun so we have finally, Did you watch all of it we have a couple episodes left to get all the way caught up so it is the weekend now. It is a Friday that we're recording this, so conceivably we could make that happen. Um, Did you watch the episode in season two where Colin Robinson becomes the boss of his office? No. Oh my gosh. Did you watch the laptop episode where Nandor gets the uh, the the chain mail email from like yes. seven years prior? Yes. That's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> um, one of my favorite ones, and I can't remember if this is the first or second season, is the one where they end up um, getting taken to the animal shelter as bats. And oh, yeah. he's trying to get the dogs and cats to like join him to break out of there or whatever. <laughs> I also love this superb owl joke. That's an entire episode when they got invited to the Super Bowl por- Super Bowl party, and they saw they thought it was a superb owl party. <laughs> oh my god! I want to have a superb oh, owl so party. Good. I okay. know. I feel like we should have an actual superb owl party. Yes, that's all about owls. <laughs> I yeah, I'm down for that. So we should host it on the Super Bowl day. Oh my god. If that's yes. even a thing in be, February. This is going to be a plan. Okay, we're going to we're gonna host a superb owl party and have games, and everyone's going to make their own snacks because it's probably going to be digital, but it's yes. still going to be a great party. <laughs> yes, we can invite our friend Shelby. She could come because she yes. listens to this podcast. Shelby, thank you for sending me wax melts. Yes. Uh, shameless well, plug. I was going to say, we'll take Shelby a commercial has- break. For a company yeah, that doesn't sponsor break. us, but we just love them. <laughs> um, please check out Mischief Melted on Etsy for 
wax melts that are all Harry Potter themed. Um, they're super great. I just got a couple right before we started recording this. I got Lumos and the Mirror of Ezred. And I got some Lion, which is the Gryffindor scent because I am a Gryffindor. And I also got one called Norbert, which I think is actually melting. Yeah, I started that one melting. It smells super great. And then I went in a different room. So Ryan's enjoying it and I am not. Uh, but again, it's Mischief Melted on Etsy. Uh, they're all handmade. Everything is vegan and they smell super great. And you'd be supporting a small business and mm -hmm. they're also very cheap. Yes. And they last for very high quality. Forever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I had um one of the ones that I got was the chocolate frog, which actually does come in the shape of a chocolate frog, which is amazing. And I put one of those in there and I think I reheated that like six or seven times, honestly, before I it started to kind of fade. And um the nice people that came and that come and clean our house every couple of weeks were even like, that smells really good. So <laughs> other people were noticing it too. <laughs> people whose profession is making something smell good thought it smelled good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a, that's a pretty great plug. Yeah. Mischief melted on Etsy. Uh, super great wax melts. Yes. In terms of games, I have been playing video games a lot. As always, I'm still playing Fortnite with my with my squad. Um, that's, I mean, that's how I hung out with these two friends before because they live in Florida and we live in Colorado. Um, but now that's like our main hangout with friends, uh, which is fine. It's great. I've also still been playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake on my PlayStation. Uh, I got really bad about it in June and July. Uh, to be totally blunt and honest, I had a really bad depressive episode, <laughs> which is why I stopped playing it. Uh, but I'm in, I'm in a better place now, and I've started playing it again, and it has been absolutely amazing. Um, I've realized while I've been playing it, especially I've played it a little more the past week, uh, there's a lot about the story from 1997 that I didn't remember that was really like really upsetting to go through because I don't know if it happened in 1997 in the original one uh but like spoiler alert Biggs and Jesse died <laughs> and it really really upset me like I had to go for a walk <laughs> I had to stop <laughs> playing it because uh, I just got really into this world again uh but it's just been an absolute joy to realize how much of it I don't remember and how good of a story it is. And the wall market music, I can hear it in my head right now, which means I spent too much time in that <laughs> section of the story. Um, this is kind of like rambling thoughts about Final Fantasy VII. I'm not done with it yet. I'm playing it a lot more now, so I'm sure I'll finish it in the next couple of weeks. Um, because it's bringing me a lot of joy to play it. But one thing, I'm very, very excited to watch Advent Children again <laughs> after I finish this game, because that movie is set after this game is over. Uh, so I'm really excited oh, to like, actually put those... Yeah, <laughs> I love Advent Children, <laughs> and I'm just so glad to watch it again um, <laughs> after I finish the original story. <laughs> oh my gosh, like that's... It's just peak emo. I love it. I know. And so much. Just, I mean, we grew up in like the emo. Yes. Uh, the emo years, right? Yeah. So we, we so like have a emo connection. Emo things just have, yeah, they just have like a little special place in my heart. <laughs> and when something's like really emo and angsty, I'm like, ah, yes, this <laughs> speaks. It speaks to me. <laughs> it speaks to me. Um. Also, on the emo front, like, actually not on the emo front at all, um, <laughs> I've still just been playing the Spiral Reignited trilogy. <laughs> not on the emo front at all. Uh, Spiral makes me feel pretty damn emo sometimes, <laughs> trying to play it, though. Um, I have managed to 100% complete both Spiral the Dragon and Ripto's Rage. I saw um, your husband and your dog. Yes, the dog is getting peanut butter. <laughs> as part of this podcast 
because I take it he's probably being a naughty boy and needs to go now get cray time. To sit down for a oh. <laughs> <laughs> um he's a little dragon all on his own. But <laughs> I'm not all the way done with Year of the Dragon yet. Um, partially because I play these games and love them because I am a completionist. And so I can only get so far past certain things without making sure they're 100% complete before moving on to the next thing. Like I can't go into a new world until I've 100% completed. And there is a certain level in one of the worlds that had the stupid skateboarding time trials that took me hours upon (laughs) hours to get past it. So that was kind of holding me up. And honestly, I've kind of slowed down playing it because I'm like, oh, I'm getting close to the end now and it'd be sad. So um, I do that with books sometimes too. But that is what I've been playing. At some point, I will try a game of Fortnite again now that it's like completely different from the last time I played it and just see what it's like now. But that's about it for me on the games front this summer. Uh, That's pretty much it for me on the games front this summer as well. Uh, I mean, a couple games I was looking forward to moved, like Cyberpunk 2077 and the Avengers PlayStation game, which I, until today, I swore come out came out in September. And I was like, this I is great. So. I'm going to finish Final Fantasy and I'm going to go right into Avengers. And then when preparing notes for a podcast today, I looked it up and it was like, releases today august 14th and i had a crisis because <laughs> i was like shit i thought i had another month so that's where i'm moving next i i haven't bought it um i need to finish final fantasy and then i will buy avengers um this isn't anything i have been doing but i have been thinking about since march um, I can't decide if I'm going to buy a Nintendo Switch, which I've been calling the pandemic Switch, because a lot of people bought Nintendo Switches for Animal Crossing in the spring, and I did not, but I regret not doing it. So it's still on my mind, like, should I buy a Switch because I want to play Animal Crossing? <laughs> but on the other side of that, the PlayStation 5 comes out this is my existential crisis right now (laughs) the ps5 comes out holiday 2020 which is december and i originally did not want a ps5 when they first came out but the miles morales spider-man game is it releasing exclusively on ps5 because of course it is of course it is and i can't decide like that is my favorite PlayStation series. I want that game so bad. <laughs> but can I can I buy a Switch and a PS5? And then like if I get a PS5, my Spider-Man PS4 controller that you got me that I love and I don't use any other controller, like I can't use it anymore. So I'm having a really a bad problem. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, it's not a bad problem. This is a problem everyone would want to have, right? (laughs) I thought the PS4 controllers were going to be compatible, but maybe I'm wrong. Are they? I would be so happy. I know that seems like a silly reason to not get it and get a game that I really, really want more than any other game. Well, it won't... I mean, well, if you buy a PlayStation 5, there's going to be at least one PS5 controller with it. And it's, right. this says PS5 will support, will support what? Did it load? Okay, PlayStation 5 will support PS4 controllers, but only for playing PS4 games. So oh. if it's a PS5 game, your controller won't work. But if it's for a game you already had or one of the PS4 versions, your controller will work. Oh, that hurts. So it's still not, <laughs> it's still not the best, but... Yeah. So I guess the moral of that story is, I don't know what I'm doing about a new PlayStation. I'm stuck between a controller and a game. Stuck between a Um, controller and a hard place. I am. I (laughs) love that controller you gave me. It's from 
controller chaos is that the company mm-hmm. name it's hand painted it's absolutely beautiful and i know that seems like a silly reason to not get a playstation 5 but but hey you like you love the controller you could always just make I that do. controller like home decor <laughs> i guess i'll put it <laughs> in a I'll case or shadow something. box yeah um so yeah i guess same for me on the ps5 tbd if i'm actually gonna get that or not i don't know um instead of video games i've really been focusing on reading a lot um because that was something i did during my commute was read and so i wanted to make sure i wasn't falling back on that and i wanted to try to read 40 books this year and I'm actually at 29 for the year already. So oh, I have. Oh, you're going to make it. Easy. I have been doing pretty good. Um, and keeping with my spooky theme, I've been reading lots of horror novels and gothic novels and would love any recommendations in that space for more of them because I just, I love them. Um, there's plenty of Stephen King I haven't read that I need to get back on to. But just a couple of the ones that I've read recently that really. I really enjoyed in that area. Um, Horror Store by Grady Hendrix, which is such a unique, fun read. It's about a haunted Ikea knockoff store and uh, some of the staff that get stuck in there overnight and have to battle with the paranormal that's there. And the book itself, if you're someone that reads ebooks a lot, which can be awesome, don't do this one in ebook. Get it in hard copy because the book itself is made to look like an Ikea knockoff catalog. And it each chapter is named after a product and the products get progressively weirder as things in the story get weirder. And you start to notice really cool details like the product numbers always have a 666 in them. Like there's just really, it's a really good time. So totally recommend that one. Um, I also recently read The Twisted Ones by T. T Kingfisher, um, which was a nice blend of comedy and horror and was actually pretty funny, while also giving me the terrifying vision of a deer carcass turned into some sort of, like, effigy doll thing standing outside on your porch looking at you through the window. So that was... That was a pretty scary <laughs> sight, but that's, actually... That's every Wyomingite's nightmare. <laughs> yes. It was. I think that's, like, why it was. Because it was, like, a deer carcass, but it was a skull, and the skull was on upside down. And she woke up in the middle of the night, and it was looking at her through the window and tapping oh. on the glass. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it was actually a really funny, unique, pretty decent book. Um, and then I also read... In the gothic space, The Animals at Lockwood Manor um, by Jane Healy, which was this story about, um, it's set in World War II and a lady who's a museum curator for a collection of mammals and species type uh, specimens and all of that. They move her collection to this gigantic manor of the rich Lockwood family to protect it during the war. And so she stays at this house and starts to discover that there are some weird secrets going on in this manner. And maybe it's ghosts or maybe the people are crazy or who knows. And she also starts to find herself falling in love with the, um, the owner's daughter. So the rich, Oh, tragic woman, um, that's floating around. So it was, it was a very good read too. Is she actually floating? No, just like in the... Does she walk? Yes. <laughs> she does walk. And this is set in, in <laughs> World War II, so it's not like Victorian era, but it has... It's a Victorian era manner, so it's got that, like, vibe. So even though these people are in the 40s and it's a different time, it is very, like, you know, Jane Austen, let me float yeah. around in my dress and lay on the couch and have you know, I have the tremors or whatever, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I have but, the tremors, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know, or something like that. So that 
I mean, that for me has really been the big thing I've been doing this summer is reading. So I'll probably keep doing that and maybe being a little bit more productive in other areas, but probably not. We're going to be honest here. (laughs) I've actually tried to be more productive in reading. I obviously I super love reading. Uh, I read the rules for vanishing, which is in that horror, horror movie realm. Um, It's super fun. At first it felt like really predictable. And then me and my little bougie MFA started to notice things. I was like, your editor messed up. Like you messed up a detail. This detail doesn't make sense. This is contradictory to a detail you had before. And then a few pages later, a few pages later, it would prove to me that that was purposeful. Like that's oh. part of the that's part of the structure of the book is to make you feel like, oh wait, you guys messed up, and I'm taken out of this. But actually, that's part of the thing to make you feel like you're kind of going crazy as the characters are going crazy. Oh. It's very very clever. I haven't seen a book do that to me before. Oh, that is really cool. That one's on my list. I have not read it yet, though. Yeah. Uh, not horror related. I'm currently reading The Glass Hotel. I just I finished that one John recently. Mendel. Oh, well, I'm 100 pages in, so don't ruin it for me. But... I, I won't <laughs> accept to give my every single podcast episode opportunity to recommend Station Eleven, which is like one of the greatest books ever um, that she wrote. And while I do... Like, if I was going to put the books up next to each other, I would pick Station Eleven as my preferred one. But they're very different stories, except for the fact that they, um, it's about weaving times and time periods and people's lives together that, um, just like the idea that people who aren't even near each other can be connected even when they don't even know each other. Um, And then you will get farther into Glass Hotel and start to recognize people's names from Station Eleven. Oh. So. Yeah. I think that's that's kind of the author's, like, specialty is weaving different time periods and and characters Mm -hmm. together in a way that it's pretty seamless to follow them. Yeah, and her writing style is like very poetic but not too heady. Like you can you can sit with it and it can be emotional and um after after you finish we'll have to talk about if you think the glass hotel is set in the same universe as Station 11 or if we're talking about the idea that um like is it straightforward to you that this is a prequel to that? Or are we dealing with the idea that alternate realities exist side by side all the time? That's very interesting because there's already been one character that has crossed, that's been in Station Eleven and the Glass Hotel for me. Um, His name starts with an L. Leon. Leon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's more. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. And you can... uh, after we'll do an episode on that about if you think um when when you think that glass hotel is taking place and is it all just a linear thing or not oh i'm really excited i've been enjoying the book Um, i'm definitely gonna try and finish it soon yes it is good recommend that for anybody else listening too uh the last thing i've been doing this summer is quote unquote going to the movies so this is like a little more personal life than we normally talk about on our podcast, but uh, about a month ago, uh, Ryan and I got a kitten named Pineapple. So not a nerdy name, but um, I would say I it's, a it's a nerdy, nerdy name. name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and about that time, we started talking about how, even though I'm a very introverted person, uh, I like being home. My solo activity that really like kept me grounded, gave me joy, was going to movies by myself. Like a 10 a.m. Saturday, 
uh, the last movie I saw in theaters was Birds of Prey. And it was just interesting to realize, even though I'm very introverted, the thing that gave me like grounding and doing that I really love doing by myself, which of course Ryan comes to movies with me all the time pre-pandemic. Um, but I loved going to movies by myself. Like that was just my thing. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how I've lost that and I didn't really realize I've lost that. Um, because we we go for bike rides together, but he goes on a long bike ride most weekends by himself. Um, which is great because that's that's his thing. And I needed my thing back. So we Not for this reason, but conveniently, we just installed blackout curtains in our bedroom. So every weekend for about a month, I quote unquote go to the movies, I make popcorn, I get a soda or a drink, and I go in our bedroom alone and Ryan and Pineapple stay out of the bedroom. (laughs) And I close the blackout curtains and I watch a movie. Uh, So it's been a really great way to catch up on movies that I've wanted to see for a long time and I keep putting it off because, you know, there's new movies coming out. Like, I keep up with the new movies. I don't have time to watch the previous ones yet. Uh, And now I have that time. So since I've started doing that, I've watched Parasite, uh, which still haunts me in the best way possible. (laughs) Uh, Guns Akimbo, The Invisible Invisible Man, and Arrival. and it's just, I think it's really helps my mental health a lot just to have like, because Ryan and I are both working from home and we're doing very great at it. Honestly, I don't say that as a bragging thing. I feel very lucky that our relationship has only gotten stronger with being around our, each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're both, we're still actively trying to make safe activities without each other mm-hmm. so he goes on his his long bike rides and i go to the movies alone and i highly recommend doing something like that especially if you're in a couple or even if you're not in a couple just like trying to make some recreate an experience at home that you normally do uh going out mm-hmm. yeah that's and i love that you do that too because it also shows that like self-care can look like lots of different things. It doesn't have to be expensive. I will also say um, for anyone that has the option to do this, um, I last week went and stayed at a hotel overnight by myself just because I'm someone that really, I love hotels. I love being in hotels and just like watching the TV in there and like all that stuff. So um there are a lot of hotels that are really catering to locals right now. So you can get pretty good deals on like a one night stay. And I just did, you know, a lot of research about what their cleaning procedures were now and how everything was working before I chose somewhere to stay. And um, I just went down there and like got room service and just watched haunted hospital all night, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So I totally recommend um, doing anything like that that you can right now, and if it involves your favorite nerdy stuff, even better. Yes. Uh, I think I made that take a more serious turn than I meant it to. <laughs> it's all <laughs> applicable. It's all relevant. Yeah. I mean, as I've told Ryan about pretty much everything, <laughs> um, my motto for this year is screw it there's a pandemic yes so i mean obviously like don't put yourself in financial ruin don't do anything that you might regret later but give yourself some agency and some freedom Mm -hmm. like even if it's small things like ryan and i started having coke zeros yes (laughs) as i sit here and drink my coke zero i had one earlier today we're like you know what we're healthy uh we didn't do this before. It, screw it, there's a pandemic. I mean, we got a cat. Natalie and Kevin got a, got a puppy. puppy. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it can even be, like, something like you 30 minutes every day, you get to take a walk by yourself. 
you do it and you enjoy it. Whatever yeah. it might be. Which I was talking about that earlier. I do that for a commute now. Um, mm-hmm. I, most days I go for a walk right at my normal, what would be my normal log off time. And it's great. Like you can listen to music, you can listen to a bunch of podcasts and you're, you're alone, but you're also out in nature around other people. I shouldn't say around like out in nature because I don't know where you're walking from, but you're out of your, you're out of your house. (laughs) You're getting sunshine, hopefully fresh air, you know, yeah. You can put your mask on if you need to, and it's it's good. It doesn't have to be strenuous exercise. Exercise is exercise. Walking is good for you. Yes. All this to say, it's a pandemic, and do what you enjoy just because you enjoy it. Yes. So. <laughs> take care of you, whatever that looks like. It doesn't matter. Yeah. This you don't year, need a reason. Yeah. This year, well, for the rest of this year, it should be all about Doing things you can enjoy, you enjoy, that are also safe to do. <laughs> yes, and taking care of you, like bringing yourself joy, however you can, while being safe. Yeah, you don't gotta justify it to anyone, and you don't even have to justify it to yourself. I can't tell you how many times I've eaten entire pints of ice cream over the last few months because, dang it, <laughs> that's what I <laughs> felt like I needed at the time. So, you as know, I maybe- told Ryan. Fuck it, there's a pandemic. Yes. A whole pint of ice cream. <laughs> I'm going to eat all the Ben and Jerry's, okay? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but on oh. that note, that's what I think what that's all we doing. have. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. See, we're like, I've just totally lost the plot here. Now we're talking over the top of each other. But <laughs> yes. That, that was all we've been to. We did it again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think that's a sign that uh, what is the best option for self-care for me right now is to end this episode (laughs) and give myself a break with my Coke Zero. Not product placement. I just freaking love Coke Zero. But it's Coke, specifically Coke Zero. You want to sponsor us for our three and a half listeners. Yes. They'll buy Coke Zero. All three and a half of them will. Yes. Our endorsement would be sincere. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and it would be a great form of self-care for you to sponsor my podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. Support no. extremely small creators. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, on that note, that's everything for this week. <laughs> Bye, nerds. <laughs> Bye, nerds. <laughs> We're out of control. How do you stop recording? Our intro and outro music is courtesy of Sneaky Creepy on Mini Sounds. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at nerdascended. You can also email us at nerdascendedpodcast at gmail.com. And ratings are always appreciated.